Welcome to episode 51 of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. Hello everyone, I'm Hector. I'm here with my tag team partners, Mark and Raymond. I love mommy. And that's nothing new to start off the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 51 of our favorite podcast. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, hey everybody, what's going on? We've got a lot of stuff going on in the wrestling world this past week. Yeah, um... You want you you want to start it off? Not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm I, really honest with you. you said, I mean, you're, the, you're, you're the host. You're the you're the lead. No, because just because I know you said there's a there's a lot of stuff going on, and where I'm going is probably something you didn't even have in your mind. So I was wondering if you just wanted to take the lead. I'll start this off with some breaking news that literally just I just saw on Facebook only five minutes ago. Go for it. Alex Hammerstone is officially a member of the TNA roster. Who? Alex Hammerstone from MLW. Oh, for real? Yep, just signed him literally five minutes ago on Facebook. Wow. And they put on Facebook, so there you go. That's how I start us off right there. Def- All right, cool. Uh, I was going to ask you guys um, three important wrestlers, I, I guess you could call them important, that left WWE are champions now, and we haven't really talked about it. So uh, Mustafa Ali is the TNA X Division champion. Well deserved. Nick Nemeth is the IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion. And Matt Riddle is the NJPW World Champion. I would have guessed Matt Riddle's the cocaine champion, but Jesus. I guess you saw that, right? Why would why is he telling everybody <laughs> that? Bro, he literally just said everything that should not be out in public and was like, you know what? My wife slept with my with my kid's teacher. You know, I was I tested positive for cocaine twice. Like he just went, he just went all off. He's, I'm like, all right, I guess this guy doesn't care. He's a train wreck. Like, you know what? <laughs> like your personal business, but, but to say, I'm sorry, just to say that, hey, I'm, I'm I, I take coke and I got caught and whatever. It's just like, I don't know. It's it's sad to be like have that much talent because I do think he's very talented, but just you're kind of throwing it away. But, uh, um, another a little surprise, I guess. Even though I expected him to be number ten in the Royal Rumble, um, Sean Spears so showed up at um NXT, the chairman. Um, a lot of people are comparing him to Billy Madison, if you remember that movie, since he's gonna be like one of the oldest guys in NXT. <laughs> That's good. I, but you know what? They should rename him Stan. <laughs> Yeah, I I really I think they they from just me personally they dropped the ball not having him number ten at the Rumble, but he's at NXT he could um help a lot of talent there the young guys there. I would like to see him. I I talked to um Raymond about this, I think during this week when it happened. I would like to see him somehow have his connection with Cody because Cody really needs some kind of backup, and I don't think anytime soon because I don't think Cody's going to win the title at WrestleMania, but whenever he Figures out when they, he's going to win that title. He's going to need some backup to go against um, the bloodline, which looks like it's going to be growing soon. So why not have Sean Spears and anybody else he could gather up and trust? Because I don't think you could trust Seth, and we'll find out soon, eventually. But um, what do you guys think about uh, Sean Spears at NXT? Sean Spears eventually working his way up to the the, the, the big boys, or what? Um, I mean, for me, I think he's going to have to kind of show that he can draw something 
Uh, hopefully, because I know I was listening to Jim Cornette. Is it Jim Cornette? One of those pod- other podcasts. Oh, they're saying this is the first. This is the first time that they ever let a wrestler that had a different name come in with that name. Uh, so that's interesting. I thought. What do you, um, what do you mean? But, so, him coming, he left as Ty, Ty Dillinger. Yeah. But he's coming back as Sean Spears, which was his AEW name. Mm, okay. So this is one of the first times that normally they would say that whenever a wrestler leaves, they would leave with their name and then come back to that same name. This is the first time that they recall gotcha. okay. that they, they come in with that new name. Yeah. I, I saw a, uh, a meme basically saying that Cody, uh, Spears, and Jade have come to WWE with their full gimmick of AEW. That was something this is kind of true. I mean, it's not too far from the truth because yeah. Jade is still coming in with her kind of gimmick. Uh, Cody obviously built on his. And I don't know. It's interesting to see because uh, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like AEW is losing a lot of top talent. Um, but we'll see how it goes. But they they definitely getting new talent. I think we're going to see a nice new face of AEW starting in a week or two. Um, I, Will Ospreay um, showed up last night. I thought his little interview was very energy, had a lot of energy and everything. I, did you guys get to see that part, or you skipped that part to go straight to Sting? No, I, I actually saw it. Um, I'm hoping. That, I don't know. Like, you know, I think they should have saved it. You know, even if he was going to do the exact same thing, but they should have saved it for that rebirth of AEW. Is my opinion. But that 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 day is just for Sasha. Or Mercedes, or whatever you want to call her. Boo. Boo. So we basically have that night. It's basically her night. Um, we'll also be, I guess, he, he doesn't really have a night. He's, he'll fight this Sunday. Um, we're still waiting for Okada to show up. Does he show up at the ending of Sunday or maybe down the line? Listen, I'll be honest here. I only watched three segments of the entire AEW show yesterday. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, the first one with um, Joe? No, I didn't even watch that. Oh, okay. Then I don't know what second. Because <laughs> I, I only, no, saw, I already I saw watched, three too. I, I, yeah, I, I watched three. I, I watched um, Statlander versus Sky Blue. Oh, I see. I skipped that I one. Cur- I was curious. Uh, I, like, I, I, that storyline intrigues me a little bit. I'm curious to see where they're going to go. And of course, it, it, it seems like it's falling flat. So, of course, they're going to screw that up too. Yeah. Um, I watched the Jericho versus um, random CML wrestler number seven, his son, I guess. I um, it was actually a decent match. I just don't know his name. I heard it was good, but I, yeah. I Antarctica it. Jr., Antigua Jr., I don't know what his name was. Um, and then I watched, of course, The Sting, which was freaking awesome. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, that, but, was, that was my only attention to watch um, Dynamite yesterday. It was, uh, I waited later to watch and I just went straight to the first thing. But to piggyback on, um, well, Osprey, I'm not the biggest Osprey person. Really? But I respect what he does. But he, good worker. He is. Really, you know, but it's just, I think he needs to work on his in-ring storytelling ability, my opinion. Athletic as anything, probably one of the most acrobatic and fundamentally sound in the business today. But in terms of a story, I have to be able to invest in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I agree they should have waited until the with the rebirth or whatever they're calling it now for AEW, I think that was the, the way to go. And when is that? Because that, that's not when Mercedes is coming, right? Yeah, I think that's when she's coming. That's uh, the March 13th, I think it is. That's when everything is changing. Yeah, March 6th is the rebirth, I think. 
the logo and oh, everything. Is it? Okay, I'm confused with that because I know that we had some days that were maybe conflicting. Yeah. I, I thought it was happening before she gets here, but I guess it's that same day. Yeah, I, I think they're sleeping on um Osprey. I think they're, besides um Mercedes, I think they're really putting this whole big money train towards Okada. And I think they're sleeping on Osprey. He's going to be the one that shines the most. But um, that's just my thoughts because I guess I'm a big fan of Osprey. Did you guys see the the new Rock T-shirt? I have not. <laughs> it's the the slap and and the crybabies all in one. Oh, I'm gonna have to check it out. It looks like the when Batman is slapping Robin. It looks, oh, <laughs> it, it's so it's it's a cartoon version of the Rock slapping um of uh, um Cody's face. It's a funny t-shirt. I don't know if The Rock is going to be wearing it tomorrow, but... I would. I know I would. Uh, let's talk about Mommy. We'll briefly talk about... We'll briefly talk Great about... Great topic. Great <laughs> topic. We'll, we'll briefly talking about this before. So I, I thought maybe we'll let everyone hear what we had to say. Um, I had a thought of... People are, are I guess, kind of mixed on Mommy if she's a heel or a face. My my theory is to completely make her a face is have Becky cheat and win. That way everybody will boo Becky and you have everybody on Rhea's side. And I think the, the chasing the title is more important than actually just keeping the title. Her losing the title and her trying to get the title back from Becky, I think that will have everyone joining on her side and there will be nobody definitely booing her ever. But just my thought. But you believe, I think, Raymond, you want her to win and she should keep that title? Yes, absolutely. I think she should keep it for a little bit longer. I know it's like, I don't know if you know it, but I know that there's a trend lately with uh, WWE champions keeping the belts uh, for quite some time now. Like, there's not been a short champion in quite some time. She's had it long enough. And, and she's almost like Roman. She hardly doesn't defend it. I know. Mommy's the best, ain't she? <laughs> you know she's the best. Mark, <laughs> save me here. Save you with what? What am I saving? He, <laughs> that mommy's the best. There's no getting through this guy. That's what I'm getting at. I'm, 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 I, I gave up. That's, what I'm, that's why I was there. I'm just giving up. Let Raymond take over this whole the mommy show. So you don't, you, you, you don't think, think Becky cheating and taking the title away from uh, Rhea makes a even bigger? Mm. I mean, as well, a good guy, if I would. double turn the right way. That's the thing. That's, you have to do the double turn the right way. Like, if we know that Rhea's going to now not be a judgment day anymore and you're going to go that route, you got to, man, you got to make it like, oh, uh, Becky as a heel will work and Rhea as a face will work. It's just, you got to do it. If the execution is not on point, it's going to suck. I mean, I see her leaving Judgment Day and definitely being a face, but the way it, um, it showed last week on Raw, maybe the entire Judgment Day turns face. Because dumb, dumb facing... No, there's no, there's no way. You can't. You can't. Dumb facing um, Gupta and, every, and, and everybody, everybody was on Judgment Day side. They wanted to see Priest kick his ass. But Dominic is not a face. Oh, yeah. He's, the only, he's, he's the only one. I, I don't I don't know how. But you, you you can't change you can't change your answer from then then. No no no. Only... I, Dominic's the only one that I feel like getting booed. But that that whole crew Finn Balor, 
um, Priest, they, they're going to get cheered if they face um, Imperium. So the, you, you already got them. Oh, yeah, they face Imperium. Imperium, um, like, what happened? You got to understand, Imperium's so easy to boo. They're no, no, I know that. But say, just because of what we saw on Monday and me, me saying that Rhea's going to turn face, you, you you almost have the whole Judgment Day turning face besides Dom. I don't I don't know what you do with Dom. I don't. Eventually, he's going to be a face. I just don't know how. He has the stuff. He's still young. He has a lot to learn. I just don't know what story. Like, does he get a really bad beatdown? I think they'll chill if he gets a bad beatdown from Priest or whatever. But um, maybe they beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio. And he finally has a heart and defends his father. Maybe people will cheer for him. But besides that, no. Worst case scenario, you keep him as a heel and you have him somehow cheat on Rhea. Do like a whole Eddie thing. She catches him cheating with another diva, girl, whatever. Breaks her heart. And now she has to kick his ass. Interesting. Uh, Raymond like that. As long as mommy's on top, Raymond will like (laughs) Absolutely. And he would love it if mommy was on top of him. But, you know, only so much we can go with her. We talked about this before. On I guess now it's official. Um, Paige's um, brother, he, he's known as Zodiac Zach Knight. He's officially signed with AEW. So are we supposed to be impressed with this? Like, no, it's uh, not. It's not. But it's it's a one of the. If you watch the movie, you you would know that he he was the one that was a big wrestling fan, and his sister just was in the business, and they didn't pick him. They picked her. And he was very upset about it. So to know that, I don't know how many years since that movie came out and that story happened, to know that he finally made it to a big company, it, it, it's it's a nice story. Doesn't mean he's going to be, we'll probably never see him in a big major story in any company. But just to know that, hey, he's, he, he made it somehow and we're going to see him once in a while on TV or something, it's a nice story. He's living his I dream. Mean, let me ask you this. Is it because of talent or is it because Tony Khan just wants to keep the talent happy so let me just hire your brother. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess whenever we see him on Collision Rampage somewhere, and he's in a battle royal or something, we'd be like, "Oh shit, that guy's pretty good." I have no idea how he wrestles. I I didn't even know what he looked like until I just saw a picture of him maybe on two days ago. So I can't tell. I'm not gonna kiss nobody's ass. I'm happy he's living his dream. Hey, I, I hopefully everybody can live their dream. But yeah, I don't know why he got signed. How he got signed. Was there a catch to it? Fucking Raymond with the conspiracies and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's sorry to keep Soraya happy. I mean, think about it. If he had, to, okay, and I don't say this in a bad way. If he had some kind of like real, oh my god, this is great talent, don't you think he would have been in NXT a long time ago? Like, that's my thought process. Because WWE is going to, you know, Owen Hart, Bret Hart. They see siblings. They can make stories out of that. Um, well, let, let's, they had to see his stuff to let, be like, mm, and let, even after the movie, still go. Mm. Let's go. Let's go to back to Mark now. Um, Hammerstone, guy, fucking, yes. he's fucking talented. Why did it take him so? Why did it take him so long? Supposedly he he was with NXT and and um they let him go before he even got anywhere because they he resembled Triple H too much. I see that. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. I don't know how much true that story is. I heard that he resembled Triple H so much, and they cut him. That was the only reason they cut him. 
And then when they cut him, he did a lot of Major League Wrestling and became good friends and tag team partners with MJF and all of that. But, I mean, talented guy. He was in the Indies, and no one signed him until now. He should have been signed a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, sometimes it, it takes you a while to get there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. By the way, he's only going as Hammerstone in TNA. The Alex part was dropped. Got you. Have you been watching um, TNA? Do I got to be honest? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's not a. You have. You have to oh, watch okay. it. Um, a clip here and there. Okay. I have not. I, I wanted to do well. It's just. Let's be real. A lot of us that are listening to this podcast, we have lives. We have a lot of things. Yeah. It's so hard to balance all this wrestling. It really is. And it is. Listen, I, I can watch what I can. It, it's it, it's a full time job. If if you love wrestling and like you want to see, job, ev- that's a problem. Yeah, it, it, it's a it, rest, I think um, who said that? John Cena said it too. He said there's just so much out there. There's no way he could watch everything. The, that that saying he basically is not watching Raw every week and everything. It's just there's so much out there. If you really love wrestling and you're able to watch every company, you're watching wrestling every day. And if you and if it, and if it sucks, you win with a great story. You're screwed. Because now you don't want to do anything but watch wrestling every night, every day. And it's, it's, it gets a little too much. So sometimes you have to cut it down. Like, I have access to watch TNA now. I, and I miss it maybe every other week. Unless I see something like, oh, I got to watch this match. I heard it was really good. But that's it for besides me. I'm not even going to ask Raymond if he's watching anything but WWE. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's a question. Yes. Uh, on TNA... Uh, that rumor of them going to full, full sale. sale. Uh, I def- I'm going to tell you something. I would, if it's on a day of the week or if I had time to go, I would check it out to see the environment. But what do you think about if they were, because I feel like they're writing on a WWE quote, um, legacy location, if you will. Um, I think they're just looking for what it, what it offers. It has it has all everything like a TV studio built in there already, so you have everything th- that you know works. So if it's available, why not? I don't think it has to be worried about. Um, we're gonna do exactly what WWE is doing. If if we're in Orlando and there's a place available that has everything we need, seatings already set up for cameras and and, and the people that work there already know how to do things. Why not? It's it's not like you're, you're starting all over. So and then we ask because. I know when, because I used to go there often with the NXT. It's, uh, if anything, and it's more for the school than anything, it's like $10. Do you think that they would actually try to make money off of this and make a higher price? Or do you think they'll do the same thing that WWE did? That, that uh, we, we could all guess here. Um, because it's... Now the kingdom come. Yeah, because, because they have new um, owners and everything, uh, I, w- I would think you, you're... You, you're you have a business. The main part of having a business is to make profit. Someone needs to tell Tony Khan that. But um, <laughs> be, be some- wow, Hector <laughs> going on the attack. Wow, that's how you know AEW is the shitter. Their number one fan is attacking him. Besides Tony, because you guys know. I mean, and if you don't know, I when AEW came and everything, I was riding that wave. And when they started going downhill, I still defended them. Now I'm watching it and I'm going, what the fuck. The other day, Mark, you sent, oh, yeah. you sent me some blooper reels. And they're not bloopers. It's live action that they're showing on TV. And they're not even trying to edit. And it's just... 
I don't want rookie freshman shit. It's like they no, don't, they, no, even even rookies aren't that stupid. That's what I'm saying. It's like they don't even care. And now they try to turn it into a joke uh, with their claim. You sent it to me where he forgot his rap. That was last week. I, I couldn't believe that. This week they brought it up. It was like they, they I forgot his name. They asked him um, what happened with the rap. He was like, um, "You think anybody noticed?" And they all laughed about it. So, I don't know. It just it, just, it looks. I wouldn't be laughing about it. <laughs> it looks really bad. It's a lot of stuff they're doing. It it looks like the, it, it's like you said. It looks like the old WCW. It seems like no one's rehearsing anything. We we got this. We know what we're doing. Um, show starts at eight. We're gonna get there at seven seven thirty. Um, no rehearsing. Just hit record and let's go. Almost like what we do with this podcast. So yeah, but we're actually planned and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just saying like these guys are going on live TV with their mind blank and just like okay, let's go and see how it works. And and they're not getting in trouble for it. There's nobody correcting them. So I don't know. <sighs> um, before we go to Sting, um, tomorrow we have The Rock at a sold out. SmackDown. Does he accept Cody Rhodes' um, challenge, or, or does he make Cody wait? And where does this go? Do we get a Saturday Night Main Event or a special Roar where The Rock fights Cody? I would hope they would do something special, but uh, I I think I don't know. I feel like this is just leading to a Roman Rock. Uh, Cody Seth tag team match at some point. Well, I see. I see the tag team happening on night one, with, with like a stipulation of you have to beat us to fight Roman or whatever. But I, I, I would like to see the Rock. Man, if they could bring back Saturday Night Main Event, like a special last minute notice in two weeks in at the Garden, Saturday Night Main Event, go old school. Oh man, that'd be awesome. And of course, that one-on-one fight ends up with a DQ because Seth is involved, Roman's involved, and then that turns into a tag team match. I mean, that's the way I would like it to happen, but we don't always get what we want. So, but yeah, I, I've heard different things. Of, but because they keep promoting that commercial so much, the ad for WrestleMania, it looks like it's a tag team, and I'm assuming we're gonna get a tag team night one with some stipulation. I just don't understand the stipulation for uh, if Seth Rollins has any. But um, I don't know. Your thoughts on that, or we could go into Sting. Sting. <laughs> yeah. Man, that that brought back some um, great memories. Seeing him coming down from the rafters. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, is it me or like? Because I know Sting has a ball spot, but I was like, I, like did they? They've been like spray painting it back there, or what Late, the hell they've been doing? Lately, it's been painted. If you look at it. He paints his the side of his his uh, his hairline. I don't know if you noticed his hairline. Yeah, I saw that too. His hairline. He, he's been painting that black, and I guess you just go crazy with the paint after that. So, I mean, he wants to look good for his last match. I don't blame him. I'm I know, but that, that, that's that's where you went. I just told you it brought chills, and you go straight to the ball spot. Like, if you're not a hater, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you are. <laughs> I don't think that was very, very fair. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about this great moment of staying. Got to see him come down the rafter. We haven't seen that in years. 
I mean, the last time I heard, he, was, he said he was never going to do it again out of respect for Owen Hart. So I guess for his last one, he's like, fuck it, one more time. But um, it, it was it was nice to see that at least one more time. Maybe we'll see it Sunday, or 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 not. Um, a couple of people were upset of the timing of him coming down. Like basically, he was just hanging out in the rafters while Darby and Ric Flair were getting the ass kicked, and didn't come down until Young Bucks were basically walking away up the ramp. So, besides that, which is. And bad storytelling from AEW once again. I mean, I I I love the whole thing of him coming down, beating guys with the bats, getting a scorpion death lock, and all that stuff. Me being a big Sting fan, it was perfect for me. I'm sure pe- other people had a lot of um, bad mistakes from it, but I don't know. Mark, what are you asking about the Sting situation? Like, what do you what do you want from me here? Nothing. Your opinion. You, you watch it. <laughs> You, like I, I got this to me a second time. I'm like, you know, you're just like, just give me like an open ended here, and I'm like, I need some direction. That, that, that was that was my um my take. That was my that was my take on Sting. I was happy to see it. Blah blah blah. Did you, did you like it? You said you said you only saw three segments. I'm pretty sure that was one of the segments you saw. Yeah, one of the three segments I seen. Okay. Um, you know, when the young ones went, went up the ramp, and they're going that way, I was like. Oh, he's coming to the Raptors. Like, I knew it right away. Right. And the drop, it was done perfectly. Again, I, I don't give AEW a lot of credit. I don't give him a lot of props. But, man, that was done to perfection. I loved it. Loved every second of it. I mean, well, every second of the part when from Sting on, the, the flare stuff. Thank was, you. Because when you, came, you said perfect, and I'm like, wait a minute. Are we going to not talk about Rick Flair punches and everything? Yeah. So, listen. Like one argument, I saw an argument in um, one of the um, Facebook pages I'm in, and I agreed with this. May Young was taking bumps at like 300 years old. <laughs> now, Flair is not May Young, but man, you see, Flair, these punches are like so. It's almost like you're watching in like quarter slow mo. It's like you remember back in the day with the VCRs when you have like a super fast forward, super rewind, and then you'd be like. Like or it'd be like really slow, and you're trying to like freeze frame it a little bit. Right. That's how I feel like Flair was moving. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the Young Bucks, I, I, but I don't think the Young Bucks have the balls to do this. I would tell Ric Flair, you need to like hit me for real. Like let let it, let it loose. Don't try to hold back a punch. Don't try to fake it. It's gonna look bad. You trying to hold back your, your strength or whatever you're doing, it's, it's going to look bad on TV. To make this look good on TV. You're gonna have to fucking hit me, but I don't think the young bucks are that tough enough to like, yeah, just punch me in the face. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I thought everything was good besides the Ric Flair thing. I, I would have skipped that part. And we know what side he's on now. It was a big thing, like, oh my god, is he gonna turn on Sting? And it's uh, yeah, don't you think that was like on? what happened? <sighs> You knew he wasn't gonna turn on him, but I mean, it was a, it was a chance. It, it left that mystery basically. Shouldn't you have saved that for the pay per view to find out what Flair's gonna do? That's what I was gonna say. They yeah. should have saved that for the freaking pay per view. But yeah. anyway, they, they gave that away now. Which like now we know. Now if he turns now, it was like, well, why didn't you turn before then? So it should have left the mystery. He should have even been on the show. Let them beat the shit out of Darby, and then thing shows up, and we're, and then when Flair shows up on Sunday, be like, oh, he's he's with the Young Bucks, and then he helps Sting win. 
much, but I don't know. There's just too much out there. And um, the big mystery that I saw people complain about on Facebook is the Meat Madness match. There was a Meat Madness match, but, um, if I could get the guys right. Archer, uh, Hobbs, and anybody? The third guy? No? Was it like uh, Archer, Hobbs, and um, other big guy? Wardlow. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. Sorry, yes. Sorry, Um Tony Khan made an announcement that he's changing the match because of injuries. But those three guys are still there. So I'm guessing there's other outside because now Jericho's in this match. And yeah, well, Keith Lee and Miro were supposed to be in it. That was the reason why Tony Khan said he's canceled cancel it. But it was, a, it, was, it was a triple threat match. They wouldn't... I, I know. You noticed the, the weird thing there? The weird, weird that, that's his email is a triple threat, but because the other two weren't there, not, it makes no sense. Yeah, uh, they should have just left that as the three guys, but I don't so, know. So, wait, so they could have added Miro. I, I could understand Keith Lee not being able to do it, but they, why not just, you know, maybe change the name of the match and have a fatal four way or I don't know, whatever. They should have left that as a triple threat. I, 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 I send you the flyer, the post, or whatever you want to call it, Raymond. And it only has them three, and that was like three weeks ago. Mm. So you didn't have to. If any somebody was injured, don't add nobody. But now it's not a meat matters match. I think it has to do more with people complaining that they stole this idea from Big E, and that they had a, they wanted to squash it because they're tired of being connected to WWE. If you want to believe that, but to say you, you you're adding more people because of injuries, if it's a meat madness, just leave the big guys there, and that's it. Those three guys would have killed each other. Now you got Jericho somehow in the middle of this, and and some other guys. Now, yeah, so you think Miro's time is up in AEW? Like, because I don't feel like he's he's done anything like relevant he hasn't. in three years. I think they made this big thing for him to come back. They had um, CJ Perry, Lana, um, turn on Andrade to join Miro, and they disappeared. That was on. Ugh. That was on the December pay per view. I always forget. I forget all these names of their pay per views. But um. Oh, World's End. World's End. The World's End. She turned on Andrade. She joined Miro. Husband and wife are together celebrating, and they left. And when they left, they left completely. Never on TV. And never seen again. Never on TV since December. See, and okay, so I remember this listening to like Jim Cornette. Was it Jim Cornette? No, it was the Busted Open one. Busted Open. AEW has this problem where it's like they tend to start something. Like, for example, Spears, he did really good. He had this big thing with Cody and it was setting him up. And then nothing. They're doing the same thing with Miro. They've done the same thing with Black. They've done the same thing with Andrea. Um why do you think that this is something that keeps, you know, rinse cycle and repeat? I, I have no idea. It, it's crazy to blame all of this on Tony Khan. But if he's 100% in he, charge... He does enough coke, of course you can blame him. <laughs> it's just... It, 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 I don't even know how to write word. It bothers me to think that he is running a wrestling company all by himself, writing everybody's story... Like, they always show, like, these backstage specials or these good interviews for WWE. And you're like, oh, this is how the business works. I have no idea. All I keep hearing is that Tony Khan is in charge of everything and everything goes to him first and everything. I can't believe that he's writing everybody's story. Because if he is, then Raymond, that's a perfect example of why these guys are disappearing. 
if he's if he's writing all these stories, he just forgot this. How many times have you done something and put it to the side, and then like two weeks later, you'd be like, oh, I forgot I had this. That's what he's doing. These are his wrestling toys, and one of them fell off the table and rolled down the the, the chair or something and went into under the radiator, and he forgot about it. Until it pops up, like, oh, I forgot I had this. Get on, get on TV. Because that's what it looks like right now. Because, I don't well, know. We're going to see where AEW goes with the writer now. Uh, I know it's going to take at least six to eight months to actually have full effect of, you know, the writer. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a lot better than what we saw on Wednesday. I, can, I came with a, uh, my own conclusion since um Mark, Mark brought it up that she wrote like she's very close friends with um Mercedes Monet. What happens if he brought her just to take care of the women's division? Since the women's division is horrible, so basically she's only in charge of the women's, and he's still in charge of the men. I hope not, cause exactly. I hope not either. But I'm I have a funny idea. That's what that's for, because he's so close to his things, and he really doesn't care about. I'm sorry to say it. Prove me wrong. He really doesn't care about the women's division. So now he got someone that's only going to take care of the women's, and he'll only take care of the men's. Hopefully not, but we'll, we shall see soon. But if I, if I could get um anything I want, I want Black and Buddy in WWE as soon as possible. I'm not sure if Miro will be following them. Didn't Black finally wrestle a singles match the other day? Yes, he did on Saturday. Finally. Broke the record. Did he win? Yes, he did. Of course. <laughs> well, that, of course. <laughs> you never know. I mean, if if he if it was a top main event against somebody else, maybe he would have lost. But um, I don't know. Like they all they all over the place. At least you could do is have him win. But I definitely I need him, buddy. I don't know if if Brody follows them. I can't. I don't know if Mira will follow them either. I think they're happy doing their own thing, if it's an AEW or not. I just don't see them coming back. I don't, would you guys want to see Miro back in WWE? Honestly speaking, like um, at this point, no, uh, he's not relevant for me. Like I don't know, he he never did anything to make me go, "Oh my god!" Besides uh, his Rusev day, yeah, that was about it. Um, yeah, no, eight English ain't there anymore, so. Yeah, I would like to see House of Black, the entire trio. Yeah. And even uh, Judy Hart kind of go to WWE because they can amplify that and make it 10 times better, I think. So I would like to see that kind of happen. That or you could always um, get Black and um, Cross together. Start their own thing. Mm, I don't know. Unfortunately, with Cross, I'm at a point where it's like I'm losing hope. Day by day, I, I don't He's see. Perfectly fine. Y'all are too harsh. <laughs> I'm, God, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not being harsh. I, I would just like him in a, in a in a. If if Black was coming and starting a whole new, a crew, I, I I would like to see Cross with him. But yeah, but it's stuff with Authors of Pain and and um, Ellery. Like, that's what perfect, it's perfectly fine. It's good. It was good this past week on Friday. I uh, loved I it. I, I think they're fine. Right. I I don't I don't like um the opponents. I don't like the whole story with Bobby Lashley and. Street profits. I I think that's the issue. I don't. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so too. Not you. I'm just saying in general. It's it's ridiculous. He gets so much unwarranted hate. The guy's doing a good know. job. I'm I'm a big cross fan. I just I think that the only issue is it's their opponents right now. It has nothing to do with cross. Yeah, I like cross. I don't like authors of pain. And I like, I like, I like authors of pain. They're, they're two big monsters. They're, that's 
that's what you need right now. But like I said, the whole I don't think Lashley and Street Profits are connecting. They, the, yeah, I agree with you on that. They just fought on Friday. Not even the outfits match. One had yellow, another one had gold. Totally different outfits. Someone forgot to text, or they said, I'm wearing the yellow one, and he was colorblind or something. Just nothing is matching the outfits, the attitudes. It's just not working for, for, for me. I don't know if, if they're happy together, but yeah. I don't know. But I think um, um, Cross and and AOP and everything, against other guys, I think it, it will work a lot better. It's just they're, they're a new crew, and they're working with another new crew that's not connecting. So there's really no chemistry there. So hopefully the story ends fast, and they both can move on. But um, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, I don't think so. Um, Elimination Chamber. It was pretty much um, predictable. I think we. I'm not sure. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yet. I think we we'll, we called it. I think I think everybody called it one hundred percent. The only thing we worried about was Roman and the Rock going to show up. Um, let me yeah. Let me oh. ask you this because this is why I wanted your kind of, your opinion. So I love you know I love Rhea Ripley, but I feel like the entrance was a little lackluster. I feel like they played the because you remember like she did the crown jewel. They played the anthem to that country before Rhea Ripley came out, which made no sense, but they did it. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe they're gonna play the anthem for Australia, and then Rhea Ripley's music is going. I feel like her entrance was missing something. And I don't know if it was the chemistry between Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. You know, maybe blaming more Nia, but I, I don't know. Like, I felt like the, ma- the match fell flat for me. And I feel like also Rhea was talking about how she was like, you know, when I'm standing across from the ring, you've been attacking me from the behind. This is the reason you got me down. This is why you've been beating me up. But when I'm face-to-face, I'm going to kick your ass. And I feel like she should have kicked her ass, at least for the, like, the first five minutes of the match. I feel like Nia Jax took it down, and I, I like I don't know. I feel like it didn't really do anything for me. I like the match. I like this you know, celebration for her and for her country, and to have the main event. I just feel like the match and the entrance felt a little flat for me. Um, I thought the entrance flat. I really thought she should have had um, a live band playing the song, uh, "Motionless and White." They should have been there. Um, I thought the match was good. I I don't think that you like to see mommy get her ass kicked. I think that's what it came down to. Because that's what she did. She got her, her ass kicked almost the entire match. Because I think... I, I saw that too. I was like, mm, that's where I, I guess I feel like that maybe... Like she was supposed to be about brutality. And th- this is where, yeah, again, for but, me... It but felt you have to, you bit, have to build like, her competition up. You can't, have, you can't have her beat everybody. And if she's going to be a face, she's not going to be a monster no more, Raymond. I'm sorry. <laughs> she, you, you can't, she can't be a badass and, and kill everybody. You, you need Nia to look like a monster. And, and, and that's what she looked like. And Rio had to come behind and win. And that's what a face does. You have to be down for at least half the match. She got her ass kicked and she came back. But for you to say you don't, li- you didn't li- like the match that much, when that match is like right now known as one of the hottest, sexiest matches ever on on social media. Oh my media. god, that's submission <laughs> on her! Oh my lord. <laughs> there, there was a lot of moves there that people are just drooling about right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I trust me. There was that little moment where. Uh... Jax had lifted Ripley's leg over her head, and then we uh, Ripley's butt was hanging out. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh my so god!" So that's like what your dreams are all made of. And you guys, you said <laughs> the match is okay. You got to see your dreams come to come to life. 
<laughs> so I, yeah, I just don't. I don't think you like seeing her get beat up. That that's your only problem. But the entrance, yeah, they, they should have had like a band playing or something. But don't worry, when she loses the title, she comes back for revenge. She's not losing. Mommy's always <laughs> on top. I don't know. I can see Becky. Like Becky is very confident right now, and eventually she's gonna realize that she can't beat Rhea, and that's where she's gonna cheat and turn heel. And she, and we know it works for her. So it's not working right now for Rhea because she's still getting cheered. She's only getting booed when she's around Dom. Yeah, I think on Monday they had Dom introduce her, and I think they, they did that on purpose so they you could try to boo her. But if it didn't work. Yeah, if Dom if Dom is not in that ring, she's getting cheered the entire time. Dom has to be around her so that you could hear some kind of booze. So you'd be like, oh, that's that's those are the bad guys. But if you take away Dom out of that picture, Rhea's getting cheered. That's what I'm just saying. Make it official and just have Becky screw her. All right. Mommy wins. <laughs> Final answer. Uh... Uh, I guess we can end it with um, Guta. Where do you guys think that's going to go? Because I don't want to even talk about Seth or Cody anymore right now. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I kind of said to you guys last a few days ago, I feel like WrestleMania is becoming blah mania. Um, I know it's not a lot of WWE's blah fault. Mania. <laughs> blah mania. I don't know. I, 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 they had me all over the place. He bumped into um, Sami Zayn, and I was like, oh. It's Sami Zayn. Then he went inside the ring, and he called out Sami Zayn. He called out Gable. He called out a couple other guys. And then the whole segment with um the general manager backstage, he got a call from Bronson. Gable was like, how important this match is. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be like a four-way, five-way match. And then Judgment Day came out, and it just like took everything a sharp left turn. So I have no idea what's happening now. I don't know. I'm hoping that um, they do something. I don't know. I feel like Gunther needs like a special opponent. And opponents with an S is not a, a really good answer or to the situation. But you know, that's, I feel always, like they need... that's always the best way to take away a title from somebody and still make them look like a badass. Because if somebody beats him clean, it's like, oh, is he even a, a, a badass anymore? Now, if he loses the belt in a five way, you're like, damn, he, didn't have, he really didn't have a chance. And you don't even have to pin him. He can still be a badass and go after mm-hmm. Drew or Seth or whoever else is the champion by then. He still looks like a monster. If you put him one on one, I mean, it's it's gonna have to be like a crazy, um, how could you say, it? Uh, like a story like Sami Zayn coming out of the out of nowhere and pins him or Gable. But if you put five guys against him, it it, it keeps him looking like a top guy. If you say a special guy, who's your special guy you would pick? Just guessing. Like, right now, uh, I don't know, because I know, like, again, not WWE's fault, but, like, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Gunther was the match that I was looking forward to. But now, like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to look over the roster and be like, who? Because um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like everyone, maybe the one person that I can see and on a one-on-one match is Gable. Because yes. Gable few months ago had that uh, really awesome match with him and to get that win I think that would have been like the, okay I can accept this I said it last week I said Gable should get like this new gimmick of like uh, not the legend killer but the giant killer and just have him like beat all the big guys he beat Ivar already 
I mean, it would be great to see him just the little guy using his skills, his wrestling skills, and just beat everybody up. Like I would something like almost like what like Butch's attitude. Like he's a little guy, but you can't fucking stop him. He's like a maniac in the ring. That that would be great for Gable and make him a little more serious. But yeah, if, if it's not that, I I, I would prefer a five man, even like if it's a ladder match or something. If and this is, I guess it would be like a, a hypothetical pretend world. If Big E was like um, free, like he was healthy to, to wrestle, I think Big E would be like a great opponent for him because they haven't had it, and it'd be a nice return for Big E. Everyone's happy, and then I could see Big E also taking the belt from him and being authentic in that. Right. Uh, Mark, you still there? I am. I'm just letting you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> your, your opinions on this? None. <laughs> so you, you don't want to go to at WrestleMania? Gunther, I still wanted Braun Breaker to be the one to do it. Now it's Braun Breaker's on SmackDown. So I really just don't, I don't want to say I don't care. Well, we still got but time. You're going to have to face like 50 people at WrestleMania. He's going to retain and then you figure out maybe SummerSlam or something where he drops the title. I say Braun Breaker wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh. <laughs> Needs to be better than Omas. Yeah, Omas. Um, Gable could beat him. That could be one of his his giant killers. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Ram, you want to say the world? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Mark, you want to add something? No, I'm saying, is it? I don't know. If, I, no, I'm okay. All, 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 all my um, <laughs> all, all my boxes are checked. So if you have something to add, let's go for it. I'm good. <laughs> Raymond, did you have anything to bring up? I, th- I thought you had something else you had to bring up. Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head right now. I, I, I thought it was something with the cards, no, right? No. No. No? Okay. All right. We can talk about Mommy a little bit more. I'm okay with that. Uh, this, besides her losing the title at WrestleMania? No. I can't, no, think, I can't think of anything happening. else. All right. Mommy's the best. Who who has a better entrance? I heard about this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, Sting's best time coming down the rafters or Undertaker entrance? Uh, Undertaker. Mark? Great question. Undertaker's entrance is always going to be the overall best, but Sting's entrance was more of the eye-popping, like, what? Like a surprise entrance. Right. It's like Sting would just show up out of nowhere and boom from the rafters. Undertaker, I mean, you'd have the gongs and it's going slowly down. The Undertaker is more of the grand spectacle. Sting's more of the surprise. The oh shit. Yeah, I go for Sting, but yeah. Um, and you know what? Before we wrap it up again, Sting does he win this match? Retire as a tag team champion. Mm. I mean. Wrestling rules states that you go down. Uh, so I'm going to say Sting loses. Wow. To the Young Bucks. I think the Young Bucks' egos are too big to lose in this pet match. That is the rule, Raymond. I just feel like Sting can be trusted. I don't I don't think Sting's going to show up at um, TNA with the tag team titles and throw him to a garbage can. So... Yeah, Sting's going to show up at uh, NWA Power with the uh, tag title. <laughs> That's the plan. That's I, been the plan all along. I, I no, you not forget about it. 
He's going to show up on WWE programming because oh, wow. that, that was the plan. That's why they treat them like that. So go to an, an upstart AEW and take their title and throw it in the garbage and be like, this this piece of crap and retire WWE. He'll wrestle a match. Him versus Goldberg in a retirement match <laughs> for WWE. As you can tell, I'm being very facetious. I'm not actually... He would come, uh, come down the rafters in WrestleMania, which it's it's an open stadium, and, and, and save Cody. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, no more dreaming. Um, Raymond, <laughs> Raymond, save the world. So please check out Mania Club, where money, time, and effort does pay off, and you can sometimes get invited to special events. And please check out Give Kids the World, as they help kids with cancer have a family vacation at zero cost. Out to them and their family is a great organization. Please check them out on Facebook. Mark. Yeah. I'm gonna politely decline this week, <laughs> just like just like the other weeks. No, last week I had a great one for wrestling universe on ECW Day. You did, you did, you did. No, that, 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 that was that was two, that was two weeks ago. Last week was the big event. Yeah. See, I see. I had some shout outs. I'm gonna pass this week. All right. So same thing. Uh, wrestling universe located in Queens. Also, in I believe it's in two weeks. The big event in Long Island. Check it out. There'll be great uh, past and present stars there. It's a great place to meet your favorite wrestler. So just check it out. Me and, me and Mark will be there. It's a, it last, Wait, last event was a great time. Huh? A quick sidebar I just thought about while you're bringing up the big event. A little quick minor discussion really fast. Yeah. Worst autograph, wrestling autograph you've ever seen. Like what it looks like. What's the rest, worst one you've ever seen? Like what it looks like. You're like, oh my God, that's an autograph. Gross and Reed is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Dog oh, is pretty right? bad. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Braun Breakers is, is pretty bad. Yeah, it's like B-Squiggles. Yeah. Um, so, the overall worst one of all time, in my opinion, is Mansoir. Yeah, I've never got it. You told me about it. I've never got, got his autograph. It's literally aligned. I'm not even kidding. Like, I put on my Instagram story a picture of it. And Hector, you'll see it once we're off here. You can see my Instagram story. I, I just was looking through my stuff, and I was like, you know, I'm going to post this. Like the worst thing ever. It's literally a line. <laughs> yeah, you told me about it. I just never seen it. Yeah, uh, so that's the worst one ever. That's just a random, random thing I thought well, about. Well, now that we're talking about that, what autograph have you gotten that has ruined the item? Mm. I'll start first, right? just because. Oh. I'll start first, just because when you said that, that's what popped in my head. I had this crazy idea of getting a wrestling ring for like for the wrestling figures, and I wanted to get signed by different wrestlers. And the first guy I saw was Zack Ryder at that time, and he thought the whole ring was for him. And I got the biggest Z Y, and that's it. And I threw the shit in the garbage. So Macadona, if you hear that, fuck you. You fucked up my shit. Oh my god! <laughs> it's funny. I, every time this happened with wrestling, I had it happen with baseball. Yeah. Um, the former New York Met Jay Hook. Um, I have a Shea Stadium. I have a couple different Shea Stadium pieces. Where I get all because I'm a big Mets fan. So any former Met that played at Shea Stadium, I get on one of my Shea Stadium photos. So this one had about like 25 signatures already on. There's a good, there's still a good amount of space. 11 by 14 size. Still a good amount of space for people to sign. Jay Hook. You know, gladly signing it. The guy signs halfway over Tom Glavin, and I'm like, "Oh, you had like a quarter of like 
a, almost like a quarter of a fucking foot of space on the right side. Of course, I mean, it's not that much, but he, like at least two finger lengths of space on the right side. And he goes right through where Glavin is and finds halfway through. And I'm like, you, damn it. Like, <laughs> like, fuck, it looks stupid now. Raymond, you have any? Because I have one more, and then, and then that's it. But Raymond, any? Uh, so you remember those uh, silver markers back in the day before they had the Sharpies? Yes, and the pointy ones. The paint? Yeah, it's like, he, and you had to shake it, it had that little yeah. ball in it. Yeah. So I have, I, I went to, I went to WWF New York, and Albert was there, and he sat there. He when he signed, he pushed down the marker, uh, and all I got is kind of like a big spot of <laughs> for the A, and then the, then he signed the rest of it. So I thought that's when I thank God they Sharpie. I think recently after that came out with the new Sharpie markers, I was like, thank God because <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, what, one more, one more. I had I have the original undisputed heavyweight title, and I got it signed by The Rock. I got it signed by Kurt Angle, and I was going to meet Hogan in the city. And when I met him, he said he'll sign it, but his friend had to sign it first. His his friend was Brutus Beefcake. So Brutus Beefcake signed Brutus Beefcake really big on the undisputed title and Hogan signed next to it. So it kind of ruined because I was only trying to get people who won that title. So I got Hogan, The Rock, Kurt Angle, and Brutus Beefcake on this title. So it's a little story to that, but kind of like... And ruined title. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Unless unless he comes with a big comeback and he wins and he beats on Roman. And then he's I don't free. think Brutai is coming back anytime soon. Fine. But if he does, my belt is going to be worth a lot of money, and you're going to be <laughs> Listen, you're, you're going to be jealous. Take take some alcohol to it. You can rub his name out. <laughs> and then if it doesn't come out and it smears, forget it. I leave it there with a nice little story for my grandchildren. <laughs> All right, guys, that's a wrap. Until next time, don't forget we'll uh, watch SmackDown tomorrow and see what The Rock has to say to Cody, and hopefully WrestleMania will get a little better for Raymond to find a way to come to Philadelphia to watch it. So long, guys. Thanks for everyone for supporting us. Stay tuned to our next episode next week. Goodbye.